0: CNVR bets daily. It's RK and Professor Dre coming to you for another episode. But has what become a really, really, you know, light part of my day, a really bright spot for me, Andre is uh, yeah. hopping on with you here on a daily basis, talking, uh-huh. talking about sports betting. Um, as you might be able to glean from the eyewear, <laughs> things aren't going great. <laughs> you know, the KBO giveth, the KBO taketh away. Yeah. I go, I go three and zero. Two nights ago, yeah. I followed up with zero and three. I was so bummed about that because I woke up and I'm like, "All right, just give me one and two, and I'll be able to say I'm four and two over the last two days, and that's okay. I can live with that." But nope, followed it up with an zero and three. You know, I nice. I said it's akin to um, you go you you hit a birdie on the golf course, and then on the very next hole you double bogey. Yep. It's just like, man, I just undid all that progress. What up, Mike? Michael from Broncos, you checking in. Um, so, tough, tough, just tough. That's why I got yeah. this. You know, I'm trying out a new pair of glasses. Uh, and you've heard about, you know, the uh, the book taking a cut. Well, your boy took a cut oh. today. Uh, <laughs> another, you know, yeah, just really not my day. My day started with waking up <laughs> and checking 0-3 on the scores. I then sliced my finger right mm. open. Uh, mm. Just a good old slice and then i had to officially say goodbye to my car of like 8 years you know it was wow. just time time for her to go to the farm if you know what i'm saying uh so it's it's it hasn't been a great day for me andre
1: wow well i didn't realize we were both experiencing kind of crazy days because this is the day where in, in our cul-de-sac they're completely redoing the pipes to our to the whole neighborhood so from nine to five, we could not run water. We could not flush the toilet. So we we each had an assigned toilet. Luckily, the little one's still on diapers, so we didn't need a third in the mix. Uh, we've got the sprinkler system Hold on. Going. Why wouldn't you?
0: Just, I mean, I don't yeah, think you it handled this the right way.
1: Oh, okay, lay it on me. Where's, I think you needed to go wrong? to
0: like. Arrest? Uh, i guess you can't
1: See, that's the thing that's what i'm saying ryan any other regular wednesday this would be no big deal uh i legitimately thought of going to our old offices here. Yes.
0: <laughs> why wouldn't you do that
1: i don't know i don't even know if the lease is up on that yeah no we're uh, good
0: We we still got that place
1: we uh we stood strong and they were done early so luckily uh but i if you saw my tweet about this that i put out i did create a metric which was BMs taken in a non-flush toilet plus poopy diapers changed plus number of losses you suffered last night equals how bad your day is going. I was rocking a solid six because I went two and four on the KBO. Damn KBO, the overs. Right when I I picked two unders, I picked two overs, and then I got sucked into the Dino's money line. That Look, that was tied 1-1 into the 11th inning, so what's it even matter? Uh, yeah, there's our my phenomenal math on the new uh, metric I've created, about as sound a metric as I've been able to produce on this show in about a week now. Um, so there's that for you. Yeah, the unders hit, it, as you put it in a text to me privately, it was like opposite night in the KBO. Two and three, I would have been fine. The money line on those damn dinos tied up into the 11th inning and they lose to the Doosan Bears. What can you do, man? What can you do?
0: Yeah, that's the only one that I have a little bit of solace over just because mm. now my... Tw- oh, but my twins lost too, so they didn't help themselves <laughs> at all. What the hell were they doing? I think they lo- scored one run against Samsung Lions. Ugh, just... It, it was really it was opposite day. It was really opposite day in the KBO. And you know what? Mama said there'd be days like this. Yes. And th- that is not an update. There it is. There's the updated... Uh, graphic. And look at that. I'm right in this year 2020, which is not (laughs) a good omen by any stretch of the mind, considering this is the worst year in recent memory.
1: Hopefully it means our vision is 2020 going into this, and that aligns with our new eyewear as well. Also, fun stat, Dinos Bears, that series alone has lost me three picks in the last two days. So,
0: Dinos Bears are all over the place. I cannot believe they scored one run. The Dinos have just been cranking. Well, Maybe I'll just let uh, Michael from Broncos Europe just take over my spot on the show. He's got picks, and they might be better than mine have been. Well, I guess mine were great just two nights ago. I'm really down. You know, it's the day. The day's getting hey, the best you, of me, Andre. Yeah,
1: you got to ride that roller coaster. Get Can't get too high. Can't get too low. I almost feel more comfortable after a losing day because I know that the come up is just around
0: the corner. That's true. That's very true. And new eyewear, I feel like my mm-hmm. record after putting on new eyewear is off the charts.
1: Yeah, I couldn't so. find the dad hat yesterday. Now it's back. I'm, I'm feeling really good vibes today.
0: I'm feeling good vibes today, too. There you go. Not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I, I can fake it. Um, sometimes you just have to convince yourself that you're feeling good vibes. That's OK, right. we're going to talk running back rushing totals today. Yeah. And there's some interesting lines out here. I want to start with this one, which maybe not is the most compelling player, but I think we're on opposite sides of this based off Mm. of our conversation before. So we start with Arizona Cardinals running back Kenyon Drake, who is set at over under 1,050 and a half. I'll let you start.
1: Yeah, what I thought was interesting about Drake is once he really started to get the ball full time, for the Dolphins last season. And you know, this is a pretty high line for a guy who in the end uh you know, ended up with under a thousand yards, has never gone over a thousand. He wasn't even the running back one at Alabama. I don't think he ever went over a thousand yards in his career through college and the pros. But once he started to get the ball full time uh in that Dolphins offense, he did you mean in the, the Cardinals final- offense. The Cardinals offense, yes, I apologize. And that was all, you know, David Jones Johnson's injury kind of opened up the spot. It took about eight weeks for him to get the ball. And then finally, in the fi- second half of the season, he started averaging 15 attempts per game, which isn't a ton. That's not bell cow, but with just 15 carries per game, he did average 80 yards per game just on the ground. If he can maintain that kind of pace throughout a 16 game season, you're looking at a 1,280 yard back. And that's, you know, that's 200 yards to play with here. I think that's intriguing. And I think that's why he's kind of the smaller name back on this list. Everyone else is kind of a bigger name or in a bigger market. I think that's why Drake is here because the people who have followed him, maybe those fantasy players, people who had an eye on him towards that second half of the season, I think are intrigued by the over here. And so am I.
0: So I understand everything you're saying there one thing a couple things that i want to point out one he had two really big games in that five game stretch uh so that's what scares me a little bit about the sample size there is he had you know three really average games Mm -hmm. and two really big ones and i don't know how that's going to bear out over a 16 game season and the truth is the evidence would say that he's you know capable of some big games here and Mm -hmm. there and then tapers off which is why he kind of fell out of favor there in miami Right. Here's the other thing. And I'm I'm kind of calling my shot here. Mm. But there is another back who landed in Arizona that I think is really going to compete for some carries from Kenyon Drake and that's Eno Benjamin. Mm-hmm. The running back mm-hmm. out of Arizona state who yeah. is my favorite prototype for a running back. Very short, stout, really quick feet. Super dangerous in the Pac-12. I was honestly pretty surprised he fell as far as he did. I think they got him in the sixth or seventh round.
1: Yeah, probably they the got seventh.
0: Him right. Yeah, and I think this guy's going to come in and compete for carries, and right away off the bat, and he's such a good fit for that offense that mm-hmm. I think if he is who he, I think he is, he could you know quickly be in a battle for the number one running back spot. And if that happens, there's no way Kenyon Drake hits this number.
1: That is interesting, yeah. And what has me fascinated is just 15 carries per game. But you're right; those final two games where he went over, like almost 300 yards, those played a big part in this. And he is a he's a boomer bust producer. You know, he's kind of like a volume shooter. Some nights he'll have a big night, and there'll be other games where he's going to be a little off. So you're going to have to sweat this one out a little bit. But there's some intrigue for sure in this line. So you're taking the under. I'm taking the over.
0: Yeah, you know we have. We're going to have to have someone go back and track because we've been tracking all of our Broncos focused ones uh, and all of our obviously daily bets. But I don't know right. if we've done a good job of tracking our over unders when we did the quarterbacks, the wide receivers yesterday mm-hmm. and uh, the running backs here. This is, a you know, it's a long process, but we got to <laughs> have we got to see who turns out to be right in the end here.
1: I'll get an intern on it right away.
0: Thank you. Thank you. OK, the next one that we have listed here, Dalvin Cook. Over, under 1,160 and a half. Where are you feeling on this one, Dre? I have to say, you know, I looked at these lines, and I only had two that I had really strong feelings on.
1: This this is not not one 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 of them. them. What I really think the key here is, for Delvin Cook, who last season, finally healthy, in a good offense, kind of playing up to expectations, One thousand one hundred. And 35. That's in 14 games, exactly 250 carries. I do think without Stefan Diggs, with kind of a younger team, and with Gary Kubiak there, Dalvin Cook is poised for a breakout season to to have a career year and exceed this. The one concern is going to be injuries. And we do have a bit less of a margin for error. I mean, this is right around what he produced a season ago in 14 games, which I think is about what you want to average. He's still just 24. It'll be kind of his second year in this offense. So I think the the arrow's pointing up, and it'll be only his second full season. So I think the the margin for having a big year from Dalvin are all there in this offense, but those injuries do concern.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, the injuries... Have been such an issue mm-hmm. uh for him throughout yeah. his career. And injuries play such a huge oh, role yeah. yes. in this yes. type of bet that I wouldn't feel comfortable going with the over just because there's such a high chance of, you know, one injury knocks him out four weeks, you're done. You know, and I actually wonder I'd love to talk to a bookmaker on how they set this. Do they, you know, uh What's What am I looking for? Do they bake in injuries into these lines so that someone can't profit off of taking all the unders and just, you know, you know here's the way I look at it. If all these are about 50-50 chance of succeed or fail, and then injuries are an added, um, you know, an added variable, could you profit off of going under on everything? And then, you know, getting the the boost from the few injuries that happen, and then of course splitting most of the other ones and ending right. up on top.
1: It's not a terrible, especially with the running backs. That's not a terrible theory, I because the under is it. There's just a baked in safety there because of the injury factor, you know. So I, I kind of like that theory there.
0: Yeah, it is. It's interesting. I just wonder if a bookmaker would say, yeah, we usually. um expect them to miss two to four games over the course of a season. Uh, So we, you know, average it out at about three and then kind of adjust the numbers accordingly while also protecting ourselves for the perfect 16-game season. It's just interesting. I just wonder if if anyone's employed that strategy before and if that's Mm -hmm. forced the books to uh, correct for it a little bit.
1: Doesn't really seem like it on these kind of numbers where it's right around what Dalvin Cook produced a year ago. For sure. So the under does seem safer, but Cook specifically, I think I think you could have a nice opportunity
0: here. All right. The next one we have is Le'Veon Bell. This is the lowest number we have. It's at 850 and a half. Andre, what are you feeling?
1: Oh man. And you know, big name, big market. I wanted to go back to Le'Veon because, again, he, he, he wouldn't have hit the, the over last season. But first year in a new offense, his quarterback goes out for the mono stuff. I wanted to see, once Sam Darnold came back after week six, how did Le'Veon Bell produce? What pace was he on? Not much better than the pace he was on during the rest of the season. You're looking at 848 projected yards if he were to keep the same pace. Plus injury concerns, he's the oldest running back we have on this list. I think I got to take the under, and I feel pretty good about it.
0: Yeah, the under feel, uh, man. I don't know. This is again not one that I feel great about. The under has a lot going for it. Yes, but we're also talking about Le'Veon Bell, one of the most talented running backs in the NFL, and it's just like, okay, is he over the hill? If he's over the hill, right. you have a great chance of hitting this. My other question is, what are the other options out there in New York? Mm-hmm. And it's not great. Yeah. Um, so they kind of want to make it work with Le'Veon Bell. They're going to give yeah. him every opportunity to make it work. Uh, so I'm kind of just waffling back and forth here. I can see both sides of it. But again, going back to kind of what I just said, especially mm-hmm. for an injury-prone guy, 50-50, if I got to go one way, I'm going to go the under just yeah. because four games, five games is all it takes to you know really put him out of the running for this.
1: This is a team that added Frank Gore too, and you know there was early on when the signing first came. You know Adam Gase was kind of against it. Was the the report that came after? Uh, so yeah, I just think maybe if anything, he's going to be most utilized in the passing game, and the rushing will suffer. I, I like the under quite a bit. I've all right, what do we?
0: All right, you talked yourself into the under. Okay, what do we have next? Nick Chubb. Hmm. Maybe one of the most underrated running backs in yeah. the NFL, but yeah. not being underrated here, 1,350.5 on the over-under for his rushing yards. Let me hear it.
1: 1,494 last season, though, and really, you know, his star power didn't start till about midseason. Now he's going to have even more of a focus on the running game with the Stefanski offense. They've added a bunch of tight ends, so I think you're going to see even heavier sets He's clearly kind of the star of the offense, even though he's like uh, the fourth most well-known name of the bunch. And so, yeah, I like the over here. I think you've got a lot to play with, especially considering that, you know, uh, injuries would be a problem. But even on a 14-game pace, I think Chubb could easily hit this with the emphasis on the run game.
0: Yeah, again, I mentioned it. He's wildly underrated. For a guy who has put up the type of numbers that he has, he doesn't really look the part. I think that's part of this. You know, he pretty much has no swag on Sundays, just kind of puts on his uniform and goes out there. Um, He doesn't look particularly speedy. He's not particularly powerful in one way or another. But something about just... The way that he is, uh, you know, he he puts it all together in a really nice way. It turns out to be a really fantastic running back in the NFL. But there's not one thing about him that, like, blows everyone away. So that, to me, uh, is kind of why he's underrated. That's just my guess. But for me, I go over here. like Like you kind of pointed out, he is a really big contender to get a ton of carries and they're going to up that offense I and mean, when done right it's a super running back friendly offense so maybe just maybe it clicks for them in year 1 in in the way that it used to in so for so many young Mike Shanahan running backs mm-hmm. in a similar offense and he just goes off
1: yeah that's the feeling i'm getting here with with Chubb as well
0: the one thing that does scare me a little bit is that this system Is not plug and play, you know. It's not exactly the easiest system for offensive linemen to learn. Maybe as much as anyone, quarterbacks and offensive Mm -hmm. linemen can struggle with this system a little bit. So that's the one thing that gives me pause. You're kind of betting a little bit on the coaching staff there to be able to get this in. And man, I don't know. You know, there's a there's a little part of me that fears are all numbers going to be down across the league because there was so much less practice time you know defense obviously practice is really important but it's pretty straightforward go out there and and stop them from moving the ball forward offense is so complex that there is a little bit of me that fears uh what what might happen if a place like Cleveland doesn't have proper practice time to put this system in
1: Yeah, and of course the counter argument is, as we've seen less tackling, less preparation in the offseason, we've found that offenses in the first month are really lighting defenses on fire because they need to get kind of the reps and the tackling and getting up to speed, and then defenses pick up their play kind of after September. So it'll be really interesting to see that. Yeah, I don't know if if it'll be down or up. That's going to be an interesting trend to monitor.
0: All right, next one we have here is the next one that I have a take on and that's Saquon Barkley yeah. over under 1250 and mm-hmm. a half. I feel very, very strongly about the over here. Um, mm. Yes, I do. I think they're going to lean on him even more heavily in this new offense uh, with the new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be less throwing to the running back. Not like they're going to cut it out or anything, but right. that's one of Pat Shermer's favorite things to do is to throw the ball to the running back. That's going to cut down, which re- which will result in his uh carries going up you know 1300 yards as a rookie obviously injuries mm-hmm. were played apart last year but yeah. I think you know you we have a chance to be looking at a 1500 yard rusher here
1: yeah it's gonna be interesting I went back and forth on this one back and forth and it's a stay away for me you know and I kind of felt like the, the the two biggest name running backs on this list I think are Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott who we haven't talked about yet both of those, though, kind of felt like uh, stayaways, you know, just too much popularity. I could see an argument on either side. I I could see what you're saying, where Saquon just has a big year. But I-, I don't know. I I don't trust Jason Garrett. I don't trust that offense. I think teams will key in on him. So, yeah, this this is a stay away me.
0: All right. Fair enough. Uh, next one we have here is a guy that we talked about the other day. Yes. Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Over under 1,300.5.
1: So he's only gone over this number once in his career. That was last year where he just was getting, you know, got an absurd number of touches. We've talked about this. This new coaching staff is not in any hurry to have, you know, overutilize McCaffrey because they need to win now. No, they're playing the long game. The other thing, so – and you'd mentioned this in the Colorado running back special episode that we talked about. If you haven't listened to that, go back and hear that Joe, Joe Barry's offense. And this isn't what you said. This is Brady. the side tangent. Joe, Joe oh, Brady. Right, right, right. What he did at LSU, the new offensive coordinator for the Panthers was they would play a lot of empty sets. And you mentioned this McCaffrey is probably going to transition to be more of a wide receiver and he plays per that transition will be perfect for this system because what worked at LSU was they'd go empty set. So you really spread them out. There's no running back in the backfield. And then you just attack these five wide formations. And I think they think Bridgewater can do what Burrow did and just be smart in taking advantage of these one-on-ones and McCaffrey's the perfect back to do this in. So I think he might break some NFL records in receptions and uh, receiving yards for a running back this season. But I think his usage as a runner out the backfield will be going down. So, yeah, I just don't see this overhitting.
0: Yep, I'm with you. And it really goes back to that last point you made. If you are trying to get Christian McCaffrey 22 touches a game, you're going to say, okay, how many of these touches do we want just to be runs between the tackles? That's going to be the smallest amount of touches for me. How many of these do we want to be outside runs? That's going to be a little bit bigger. And then the truth is, how many do we want these to be catches? And that might be the biggest number in a per-game basis when you include screens, little Texas routes, and just other things, you know, to try and get him the ball in open space. The goal of Christian McCaffrey is to get him in open space because his vision is off the charts and his speed is crazy. And once he gets out there, it's, you know, all bets are off. So you want to cut if you're if you're pulling touches from a certain area, I'm pulling them from runs between the tackles, and that is why I think his rushing yards are going to be go down, going to go down this year. You take those touches away from the from the touches that have the least amount of uh, of percentage chance of going big, and those are of course runs between the tackles. So I think those go down. Catches might even go up a little bit and outside runs stay about the same. uh, And, you know, you find him somewhere in a much more reasonable place than he was last year. But the rushing yards do suffer.
1: Yeah, no, completely. And this might be the one I like the most because there's no built in. You know, we're not projecting any regression as far as a plane standpoint, but we see this as just a usage matter. And that's why I really feel good about this under.
0: All right. Do we have one more? Is that it?
1: No, Zeke's the only other one I have on my list. But as I mentioned during the while we were talking about Saquon, that one just feels like a stay away. I think in this new offense, they're going to pass the ball around a lot and they're going to try and maintain Zeke kind of fresh for that playoff push. It's no coincidence. They've drafted a couple different young running backs over the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually probably go under in that one if, if you're mm-hmm. making me pick.
1: Right, gun but to my head, same. I,
0: I don't feel great about it, but I do think, man, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, um, and CeeDee Lamb, who we talked about yesterday, that, you know those guys need their touches. You're going to have to get them the ball. Less okay. so Gallup, but especially Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, you got to get those guys' touches. You're hurting okay. yourself every time okay. that you don't give them a touch. And, of course, Zeke is the same way. But I think they probably just try to maintain Zeke a little bit more, you know, not wear him down too early. Yep. I'm with you, man. All right. Shall we get back on this KBO horse? I'm so ready. All right. Let me know what you got.
1: Okay. We're mixing it up. This isn't the the same old blanket taking all the overs nonsense that we've been doing. It's, It's time to get real. I like the Giants and the Twins to win outright. I'm taking the money line there. That's Giants and Twins. Giants facing off against the Samsung Lions. And uh, I'm sorry, Twins facing off against the Samsung Lions. Giants facing off against the Kia Tigers. Both the pitchers starting for the Tigers and Lions rocking an ERA over five. So I really like that. Then I like the under for Eagles, KT Wiz. I see another bit of a pitching duel. Two strong pitchers out there. Both on their third outing, so we've got a little more of a sample size there. So give me the under there, and then I'm taking the over. I'm back to taking the over on Dinos Bears. I'm back to taking the over on Wyvern's Heroes.
0: So are you in on every game? Every game. All right. I've either go. got a
1: money line, a money line under or over, and I go five, five and zero. Oh, I'm back over five hundred.
0: There you go. <laughs> oh, that is not the way to look at this, but you know what? <laughs> That's right. I'll be pulling for you. Okay. I
1: appreciate it, brother.
0: I am going with a very similar lineup to what I had last night. Uh, I think, like I said, yesterday was opposite today. Yesterday was opposite day. Mm-hmm. Today is regular day, and so okay. I'm going heroes minus one and a half. Nice. Twins money line. Okay. And Dino's uh, money line.
1: So we're we're on the same thinking with the two money lines.
0: Yes, yep. Those are those are the three. I think you know the the upset or the the lesser teams all came through last night. That's how I went over. It's all going to flip on its head tonight tonight and uh, get us right back on track. So uh, and get me to hopefully six and three over the last uh, last couple days.
1: Beautiful. Let's do it.
0: All right. Well, unless you've got some sort of uh, table tennis or Faroe islands or some other sort of crazy i wish pick you how want would, to throw at us
1: how i would long for some Faroe islands i do have some stats from um the good people at draftkings about the kbo the most bet on teams are our favorite bet on teams the dinos bears most bet on teams surprisingly heroes third most bet on teams least bet on teams eagles lions and sk wyverns
0: what about twins you didn't say twins
1: twins are right there in the middle fifth most bet on team
0: all right there we go yeah anything else
1: no that's all i got
0: all right that's gonna wrap it up for us on this edition of dnvr bets daily we thank you guys for tuning in and of course we will talk to you soon As you guys know, we're working with DraftKings Sportsbook, so make sure you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only. At DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. The deposit bonus requires a 25X playthrough and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.